just because you're chiseled, just because you have 18 abs, just because your shoulders are broad, doesn't mean you can rip a dirt bike. Correct. A Pope MX Network production. This is the Rocky Mountain ATV MC Kiefer Tested Podcast. The podcast you come to for the straight insight on all things motocentric. Hard parts, bikes, gear, suspension, motor mods, and more. It's Kiefer Tested. Here he is, Chris Kiefer. Hey guys and gals, welcome in. This is the Rocky Mountain ATV MC.com Kiefer Tested Podcast. Presented by Fly Racing and Racetech, RockyMountainATVMC.com is the trusted online source for parts, accessories, gear for dirt bikes, side-by-sides, ATVs, dual sports, and street bikes. Low prices, unparalleled customer service, free three-day shipping over 75 bucks. It's so easy to see why RockyMountainATVMC.com is the one-stop shop for all of us out there to get all of our goodies. Go to KeyForInkTesting.com. Click on the RMATVMC banner, and then continue to do your shopping, continue to live your life. That helps me on the back end. It gives me a little bit of extra money from what you're spending at Rocky Mountain. Keeps this sucker up and moving. It keeps Heather happy. Uh, She'll want to buy Aiden four more bikes after you do that. So um, just please keep me in the green in my bank account. Just go to my website first, and then shop at Rocky Mountain, and I will thank you personally when I see you. So... Please go do that, and thank you for the people that have done that. I can look at my little dashboard and see who's buying what. So thank you very much. I appreciate that. Guess what? Fly Racing 2021 gear is about a week and a half out. I can't wait. The guy here in with me today is a Fly Racing athlete. He hasn't even seen the gear, but he's going to be decked out in that stuff come August. I will be in the 2021 gear and Aiden at Loretta Lynn, so... Don't forget, end of July, 1st of August, go to flyracing.com, check out the 2021 gear, some revisions, some special things that I can't talk about right now, but it's going to be exciting, lighter weight, more durable, go to flyracing.com on August 1st and check it out. And guess what? Aiden Kiefer will be on Race Tech Suspension on his YZ125 at Loretta Lens. Rob, Chris, and the gang over there has a discount code. But hit me up, chris at keyforinktesting.com, and I will get you in touch with the guys at Racetech, and we'll get you on the track, faster lap times, smoother handling, gold valves are very good, they've come a long way, again, as you guys know, I wasn't a huge fan of that stuff, gosh, maybe four to five years ago, so uh, they've really changed the game, Rob and Chris, whole different set of settings, so... Check them out, racetech.com, Paul Thede, very smart man. And we are here today to talk with Travis Preston. He is so excited to sit here with me today. I have never seen a man so excited to talk about dirt bikes. When I asked him to do this podcast, he was like, man, I cannot wait. He was so thrilled. Thank you for having me. I love talking about <laughs> dirt bikes on a Sunday, the girls in the pool having a good time, and we're... We're doing this. Stuck in this office talking about motorcycles. So thank you. I'm excited. Yeah. So we are here to talk about 2021 
Yamaha Motocross Editions. We don't want to get into the FX right now. Me and Michael Allen will dive into that later because he is an off-road guy. He is not here. He's in Havasu having a good time. Unlike yeah, that. he didn't even tell me. We're best friends. Yeah, and you guys are e-bike buddies. Yeah, and he didn't even tell me he was going to Havasu. So. Right. <laughs> but I'll see him next week, and we'll be riding e-bikes together. Yeah, I'm gone, so, I mean, you guys can do whatever you I want. won't miss you because I'll have Michael. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right, so Travis Preston is, here, is in here today. Um, there is some big news from Yamaha. YZ250F has changed, but we're going to first... We're going to talk about the YZ450. It hasn't changed. Nothing is different on the 2021 YZ. But just for you guys listening out there, I want to give you some backstory for me and why I like the YZ450, and then you can you give me your spiel over there, Trev. Uh, as you guys know, I ride the YZ450F a lot. It's one of my go-to bikes to ride because of consistency, the engine, it's easy to ride. I can ride it how I like to ride. I'm a smoother rider, and it provides me with the most comfort. People always say, oh, you ride the KTM a lot. I do. I like that bike a lot. But in order for me to ride that KTM fast, I have to do some work to it. Now, the YZ450F won a lot of shootouts, and for good reason. And maybe you can give me the, the stats on that because I don't know. But for me... I can just take that thing out of the box, set the bars, set the levers, not even a pipe. Sometimes putting mufflers on it makes it worse as far as power. That stock muffler is really good. So I can just ride it stock and have a good time. So give me some of your feedback on the YZ450F. Uh, yeah, I feel like the Yamaha is not it, – it's a bike that is very consistent. Maybe it's not the best cornering or maybe it doesn't have the best traction, mm -hmm. but – you need a bike that can handle when the track changes, when the track gets rough. How's it going to handle in the morning versus Glen Helen at 430? Uh, how's the power? Is it controllable but yet still powerful? Suspension? Yeah, how much work do you have to do to it to go fast? And, you know, as a test rider, we ride all the bikes. Right. So I sometimes start thinking, oh, wow, you know, the Honda does this or the KTM does this. And every time I come back to the Yamaha, and it's just it, it kind of covers all the bases. And that's why I think uh, it did so well in the in the shootouts last year. How uh, many did you guys win? Do you? Know? I think maybe maybe we had six or seven total publications doing shootouts, and I think we won four of them. Okay. And I think our worst finish was second or third. So the bike was very consistent, and yeah, we won four of them. So I didn't want to mess it up. Right. Um, for those of you emailing me and asking me why I'm racing the YZ450 at Loretta's, yes, Loretta's is deep ruts, tacky tighter just like what we explained right here on this podcast it's consistency i have consistent feel from the yamaha um i can you know get a little bit of a stiffer setting for me on the yamaha obviously it's a little bit softer as it breaks down there's still a lot of comfort there so just get a little bit of extra hold up maybe throw a muffler on there if not no big deal and i know i can ride it fast so that is the reasons why i choose a yz450f and Original plan was to ride the KTM at Loretta's, but the reasons why I chose not to ride the KTM is the simple fact of just consistency. I feel like KTM still lacks in that area, even with um, WP Pro components, some ignition stuff, a muffler. I just feel when I go to different types of tracks, it has a different reaction, and also on different days as well. Like I could be at the same track for three days in a row, different 
days, different track conditions, uh, less water, more water, and I never get that same exact feel. So um, you guys at Yamaha, and I have a little taste of that myself way back in the day, you guys ride all these bikes. So yeah. you guys know. and. On several different tracks, too. We don't just, you know, we're not at Glen Helen. You know, we go to all the tracks in Southern California. We go to Japan. Right. Um, You know, I've done testing at various outdoor tracks. You know, And you've brought Yamahas back east with you. Yeah. Right, when you were at JGR and doing that stuff. Yep, yep. So we try to get the bike in as many different conditions as we can. Right. And I think it shows because the YZ has really good course toughness. You can take it to several different tracks, and it's going to have a consistent reaction. Right. And what he means by course toughness, like what I talk about here, track toughness, is let's say we take the, the YZ 450F to five tracks. And let's just say we have three other brands of bikes. So... Maybe the YZ450F gets the second place in one day, gets a first place on the other, but it's always up near the front, if not the best motorcycle at any given day, any given track. So that is track toughness. That is ease of riding for the rider. And I wanted to touch on this. People that aren't familiar with test riders or internal testing, manufacturer testing, I tested for a different color brand. Um, and for you, people think, oh, you're, you're test riding for Yamaha, so you're going to ride different brands of bikes, but you're always going to just blow Yamaha because that's what you're testing. <laughs> you know, oh, yeah, the Yamaha does great. That it does nothing for the manufacturer if you constantly just say, our bike is good. You're not helping the Japanese engineers. You're not doing anyone any favors because what happens is if you just say the Yamaha is great in every category – you're never going to improve your bike. Exactly. The bike would never get better. I think what m- makes me a good test rider, I think, is because I'm Yamaha's harshest critic. Right. I'm always picking that bike apart. And, you know, I've been in this industry for over 20 years. I have a lot of friends in the industry. So I want a good motorcycle to come out because it's a reflection of me. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm busting my ass and. I, I want to make changes. So, yeah, if you're, oh, it's so good, it's so good, you'd never make changes and you would never be progressing. Yeah, and and for me, like when I'm testing for a manufacturer and you have these engineers looking at you and you come back in off the track and you know that they bust their ass on the product and it's hard to tell them like, hey, this doesn't work very well. But they need to hear that to improve um, the motorcycle as a whole. So I get a lot of people, oh, Kiefer, you know, you're pro Yamaha. Look, I haven't worked for Yamaha in many, 15 years, long time. I like the Yamaha, not because Travis is my friend, just because I think it's a good bike. Travis is my friend. He had a shitty product. I wouldn't give a shit. I'd be like, dude, I don't like your bike. I'm not going to ride it. I don't care. Like, yeah, you're honest. Travis and I will still be friends regardless of the bike situation. So for me, I choose the Yamaha because, like you said, course toughness ease of riding for me and i know i can go to loretta's with one motorcycle and not have an issue (laughs) there's not one other bike out there that i have the confidence in to be like okay this is all i got in my van and i'm just bringing some extra wheels and i'm going to be okay for the duration of the time that i'm at loretta's or i'm going to tennessee to practice like i'm literally bringing my yz450f that has i 30 some hours on it because I turned in another bike and I got another one because that one had 90 hours on it. You ride too much. I ride a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not worried about it. It's 
it's simple, durability, the quality of the YZ450F is good. So for 21, you guys are going to have your work cut out for you. Um, the perception is the bike hasn't changed. We got some other bike, other colors that are changing. So for me, um, still a solid product, still has a very good chance of winning shootouts. So you would say so, yes? Yeah, I, th I think so. I think, uh, you know, I was out Friday at, uh, we're, we're working with the 450, just trying to make some new maps and work on some suspension settings because, yeah, some other manufacturers have made changes, but have they made it worse? Have they made it better? Because as you know, as a test rider, it's yeah. really easy to mess something up. Yes, sir. All right. So let's move on to the, to the meat of this podcast. So YZ250F has changed for 2021. Lots of changes. We have basically what you're doing here is the frame is a 450 frame, correct? Correct. No. Same frame as the 450 now. Right. So now we're looking at engine changes. We have all different, a new cylinder head, uh, intake port shape, camshaft profile, uh, new airbox, intake track, silencer, updated ECU. All of these changes now that I see that I'm looking at on this YZ250F. So what was Yamaha's goal, I guess, when you guys are test riding these things? What did you want to achieve from this bike? Because look, this is the most powerful YZ. The YZ250F has the most torque in class. It is easy to ride. It's vet friendly. If I'm a vet, a little heavier guy, I want to ride this 250. It doesn't get me tired, and it can pull my fat ass around. So what, you're, <laughs> what did you guys want to achieve with this 2021 bike? Well, first the the 2020 bike did has done very well even for the past previous years the YZ250s won a lot of shootouts. Right. So we didn't want to take anything away from that torquey controllable power. Um so but the Yamaha I think's lacked maybe compared to some other bikes was that top end power, pulling power. Pulling power, the over rev feeling up high, that high RPM power. So we really wanted to focus on improving that and then also improving handling suspension having the bike move less uh improved bump reaction so yeah you guys did go through some ecu settings and i guess for people that don't know and want a little insight on this give a snippet of what it's like to do ecu settings all day because man <laughs> dude i have been in part of the process of okay we're going to do ecu settings and it's literally all day long minuscule changes to tr really try to dial in that engine yeah, ECU settings are tough because it seems at, at Yamaha the guys that are in charge of that. There's this guy Kitahara that works at Yamaha, and this dude is so into ECU settings. He'll be on the plane on the way to America, making up maps already. So he'll have maybe ten maps already pre-downloaded. Okay, so so just thinking ahead, just thinking ahead. Right. So when we get there and we start riding, you know, you'll do a couple laps, you'll warm up in the morning, maybe do ten laps, you'll pull in, and you'll want to take a thirty-minute break. Nope. Homie's already plugging maps into the bike, <laughs> and you're going back out. So it's a continual little rest right. and a lot of laps. Right. That's what goes into, I think, a good ECU setting. And do you have do you have a sometimes as a test ride for me? Sometimes the changes are so minuscule, and maybe it's very hard for me to tell the difference between some of them. You know, some of them are bigger than, and it's easier for me to diagnose. But man. There's some I'll come in. I'm like, look, man, it's I don't notice anything different. Do you ever have to come back and say that? Oh, yeah. And, and I think that's a great answer because I think being a test rider, you have to give your honest feeling. If you don't feel something, then maybe that's not the right setting. You didn't have enough 
maybe of the low-end power or whatever you are searching for. You want to feel something. Right. So, yeah, if you don't feel anything, just say that. Right. Um, another thing I wanted to mention, too, and we didn't talk about this before the show, is there's a wide variety of sizes and abilities within Yamaha R&D. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you have you. You're a bigger guy. I mean, yeah. you're 200 pounds. Yeah. You're all ripped up right now. I'm looking at you. I'm like, I'm jealous. <laughs> Uh, you have Stephen Butler, smaller guy. I call him all dick and ribs. That's what I call him. And then you have Stephen Tarkowski. He's another smaller guy, but heavier than Butler. Yeah. And then you have, obviously, Japan test riders. Yeah. Um, Our I'm, engineer, Vinny, rides. Who Vinny's a, a larger guy. Maybe a novice, 200 pounds. So, yeah, I think we cover every spectrum. So, within this new YZ250F and the chassis and the suspension changes that you guys made, it's it's noteworthy to know that hey we have a good baseline to go into production with all of our guys riding this so i mean explain to the people at home all of your guys ride this bike before it gets put into production correct yeah so you know we'll start first maybe with a test in japan we'll fly over to japan do a test over there kind of get the ball rolling then they'll come here you know, with the bike, and then we'll do some more testing. And maybe at that first initial test, it'll just be, you know, me and Stevie uh -huh. going out and Dustin Nelson, and then Butler will ride the bike at the end of the day and, you know, check it. And, and that's always the key, I think, is maybe Steve's afraid that I'm going to go a little too stiff with the settings. And that's what's great is to have Steve there checking to make sure. Because if Steve can find comfort in a setting that I can find performance in, right. I think that's a great setting. Yeah, and also, I guess another thing that I can mention, you can get the sag correct for all of you guys within your range for yeah. the spring that comes stock. Yeah. So that's hard. So my kid, Aiden, um, he had a choice to ride uh, 250 class at Loretta's, and he chose a Honda, but like I had him ride a Yamaha, and a lot of people watched him ride that thing, and he's only 125 pounds. They thought he rode it better, but he just feels a little bit more comfortable on the Honda because it has less power. Uh, it's it's crazy to think I could get the sag correct for Aiden with a 125-pound guy on the stock spring, and then two hours later, I'm going to ride the sucker, and then I can dial in my sag. So it's, it's just something noteworthy for me to mention because I get a lot of emails say, Kiefer, I'm 200 pounds. I can't get my spring rate or my sag dialed in. I'm like, I'm calling bullshit because we seem to do that just fine over here. So, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure how other manufacturers do it. I just know how Yamaha does it. And let's say we're doing ECU settings or we still, I think with, with this, uh, 2021, uh, 250 F, right. we started with the engine first, okay, doing development first. And then we started with the chassis, but we're still kind of thinking about suspension. Always, always suspension is in the back of your mind. We might be doing motor stuff, but we're still clicking around the suspension or coming up with ideas mm -hmm. because I think to get that setting that you're talking about, it takes time. Like we start development for these bikes years ago. Yeah. Two years. And I mean, if you're, if this is the 21 we're talking about, you're doing this in 2019. Right? Into 2019 -ish? I mean, I'm not going to comment on that. It's just years. It's a long time. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you how long it takes. It's a long time. I want to tell you, I've been a part of the process, and not Yamaha's, and I've been two years in advance. So when people are like, hey, this bike came out, I'm like, dude, I'm so lost because I'm so far ahead. I don't even remember like, what that bike was like. I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember that. I, yeah, I, I have the same problem. Yeah. So, um, okay, so you've obviously ridden this bike, 
and without people, you know, giving it all away, do you feel like you achieved what you guys wanted? You wanted more mid to top and to keep your torque. When you ride it, you're a good rider. Did you feel like you got some additive meat? Well, so like I said, we started with the engine first. Okay. So I think we had the engine in the current chassis now, in a 2020 chassis, mm-hmm. but with a new engine. Okay. So at the time, we were just talking at the office the other day about this, and we're like, wow, man, this bike is so good. The motor is better, you know, better pulling power up top, stronger pulling. We're like, wow, this is going to be badass. And this was before we even put that motor in the new chassis. Mm-hmm. So you know, it's been a while since I've ridden that bike. So this, I was looking at old test reports or talking to Stevie and Butler about it, and we're like, we thought the motor was good, but with this new bike, what surprises us was the handling. Okay. Because we learned a lot from the, the 450 that came out this year. Mm-hmm. And we took some of those same things with the suspension, like having the suspension move less, holding it up more in the stroke, getting the balance right, is all crucial for a Yamaha in cornering and stability. Right. So we took those same things that worked on the 450, and it was like times two on the 250. Okay. Now, we've also talked about this. You love a 250F to ride for fun. Yeah. And I try to get I feel you like to- a hero. Yeah, I, f- I feel like I always try to get you to go race, and you're like, if I ever go to Loretta's, I want to race the 250F, like a fast, like a star bike or something. Yeah, uh, I've ridden the star bike a lot. You haven't, but <laughs> yeah, I have. For that. And, yeah, it, it's it's a great machine. And, uh, yeah, I mean, a, a dream of mine would be to go to Loretta's and, and race so the star bike. So you feel like you can put laps, consecutive laps together faster on a 250F versus yeah, a 450? Yeah, just because it's a little bit less power. Okay. It's less power, and... I'm not in shape. I think the main thing is because I'm not in shape. It's lighter, and I can handle the power better. Hey guys, so if, if I was in shape, I'm going to choose a 450 every day. Guys, I just want to let you know, uh, he says he's not in shape, but I'm staring at about eight pack of abs right now. So he's in shape, but not riding shape. Those are two different things, right? Yeah, people don't understand that. Yeah. They're like, oh, you've been cycling or working out. You should be great. Yeah, no. No. It's totally different. To- riding shape is a whole nother world. So 2021 YZ250F September, I guess you guys are coming out with some of that. That's what it says here on the website. It says yep. available in September. Yep. So the COVID crisis that we're dealing with right now hasn't really set back production that much. I don't think so. I think initially it did a little bit, and I think they struggled maybe trying to figure out a plan, but it seems like they have a plan now because there's no traveling. Right. So now I think it's just we're going to ship stuff to you, uh-huh. work on it, ship it back. I'm sure there'll be a lot of you know emails and Skype meetings and things, but uh, yeah, it seems to be moving forward just fine. And sales are great right now. We talked about this yeah, as well. Yeah, sales are really good. It seems like people are getting outside buying bikes. I think there's something with motorcycles and freedom, and I feel like maybe people think they're losing a little bit of freedom these days. And motorcycle, you hop on it, you can go as fast as you want, yep. ride out in the desert, go wherever you want, and uh, it's just, yeah, it's sales are good right now. Thank you guys for listening to this podcast. We are going to do some commercials right now, so listen to these. Save yourself some money. Bear with me. We'll be back with TP and Yamaha Talk. All-American Chevrolet in Killeen, Texas is a proud supporter of Keeper Inc. and invites everyone to experience the difference for all of your Chevy sales and service needs. Mention Keeper Inc. and get 50% off your next oil change and a front-end alignment at no charge. Remember, whether you're hauling your bikes to the weekend track, trail, or race, or commuting to the job that pays for your moto habit, we have the truck to get you there in style. 
Visit us online anytime at ChevyColleen.com. That's all American Chevrolet of Colleen. Chevy, find new roads. FMF, fast mother bleep. Nah, Flying Machine Factory. That's what it stands for. Go to FMFRacing.com. You got a four-stroke, two-stroke. They've got what you need. Trust me, older two-stroke pipes and silencers, they have it. They still make them. You got a newer four-stroke, you want some extra horsepower, they got that too. But most importantly, if you guys want to look cool at the track, maybe you want to make your chick look cool. You want to wear a cool hat, or you're a two-stroke guy, and you want a shirt that says mixing gas and hauling ass. Go to fmfracing.com. They got a whole merch section. Trust me, it's real. there's a lot of stuff over there. It looks pretty cool. So Kiefer Inc. 19 saved you some money on the merch. I suggest you go do it. I have a two-stroke shirt, and I don't even wear freaking two-stroke shirts. That's how cool this thing is. So go to fmfracing.com. Save yourself some money. And, of course, you have any problems, you have any concerns, hit me up, chris, at kieferinktesting.com, and hopefully I can guide you in the right direction on FMF products. I know a lot about them, so trust me. They're good, quality built. There's even a guy back in the dining room you probably never heard of. His name is George. He is a wizard. He is the one just grinding away, doing all of the dyno testing, handing the, the stuff off to me at times to test. He's a smart dude. FMFRacing.com. Go visit the site. It's a cool site. Go get some merch. Save yourself some money with Kiefer Inc. Thank you, guys. Just because you're older, guys, doesn't mean you should stop racing. Look, I'm 43 years old. I love racing. I love it. So there is a club, Old Timers MX. More importantly, Oregon Old Timers MX. There are some races happening that are fun. You get long motos, and you get to hang out with your buddies and go home happy. Your wife will be happy because you'll be happy. So do it. Arizona Canyon MX Park, February 29th through March 1st. And then we got another one coming up, SoCal Glen Helen. Oh, man, you know I'll be there. April 18th to the 19th. The whole schedule is up on OregonOldTimers.com. They go to Nevada. They go to Montana. They go to Washington. Even British Columbia. Even Hangtown. Go check them out, OregonOldTimers.com. And if you guys end up going to these races, the first five guys that sign up and list Kiefering Testing as a sponsor... Show me the proof on my email. I will reimburse your entry fee. The first five guys. That's right. That's how committed I am for you guys out there to go race. Don't be this old dude that sits at home and doesn't want to go ride, doesn't go race. Go do it. OregonOldTimers.com. Canyon's coming up. Arizona and Glen Helen. I will see you guys at Glen Helen. First five guys. Show me proof. Chris at KeeferingTesting.com. I'll reimburse your entry forms. Crazy. Have you guys checked out bloodlubricants.com? If you haven't, bludlubricants.com. Go check them out. Three new series of oils, Blood Power Sport Series, the Blood Racing Pro Series, and the Blood Racing Pro Elite Series. I have Michael Allen here with me. We've been doing two different types of oils in our test bike. Mike has been doing the Blood Power Sport Series. Everything going good there? Everything's going good. I use it in all our test bikes, the ones that I prep and maintain, and uh, it runs a little cooler than production oils, and uh, I know you've done some testing with that. Yeah, so basically before Jeff and the guys came on board, I had to check legitimacy of this stuff because um, I didn't want no crap involved in keyframe testing. Um, honestly, tried it, was very surprised about the oil. Did some temperature readings. It was 
little over 30 degrees cooler in my YZ450F compared to some other oils I've been running. So the stuff is good. They sponsor over 250 racers from Enduro, Enduro Cross, Hair Scrambles, UTVs, Supercross now. They got some Supercross guys. So go check them out, bloodlubricants.com. Use the discount code KEFER and get some percentage off your oils. They'll ship them to you. Probably get a hat or two. You know, Jeff's a good dude. Go check him out, bloodlubricants.com. Screenprintingdone.com. You guys looking to make up some shirts, hoodies, or hats with a logo on it? Or maybe you want a logo made up for your business and you want to transfer that over to some t-shirts? Go to screenprintingdone.com. Neil over there is a writer. He owns the company. He is a rad human being. And he is here to hook you guys up. Order 12 shirts and get 10 for free. They have all different kinds of shirts, hoodies, hats, different fabrics, all different kinds of stuff. Go hit them up, screenprintingdone.com. Tell them Kiefer sent you and get 10 free shirts. Be sure to say Kiefer. That's right, Kiefer and screenprintingdone.com. Go check them out. Thanks, Neil. Firepowerparts.com. Excellent batteries, longer life. They're great batteries. I have them in all my test bikes. And hey, they make chains, very good chains. My chain on my YZ450F is about 12 hours deep, still good. And of course, they have oil too. Firepowerparts.com. They keep adding new products to their line. So go check out the website. It's very cool, firepowerparts.com. Hey, you guys looking to get a KTM? You want to get the best price on one? Carson City Motorsports is Northern Nevada's largest KTM and Husqvarna dealership. That's right, Husqvarna's as well. They have the largest KTM and Husqvarna inventory around with their new 10,000-square-foot vehicle showroom, making it easy to find whatever you are looking for. Head over to Carson City Motorsports. It's the only Northern Nevada Arctic Cat dealership as well. And, of course, mention my name and get a special deal on either a KTM, Arctic Cat, or a Husqvarna. Hit me up over at chris at keferinktesting.com, and I'll get you in touch with the guys over at Carson City Motorsports and get you down the road with a new motorcycle. Hey, did you crash? Or maybe you're just looking for a different handlebar bend. Go to protaper.com and go look at the Evo and Fusion line handlebars. I run the Fusion on the KTM 450, and I run the Evo on the YZ450F. Doesn't matter what you are. You like crossbars. You don't want a crossbar. Pro Taper has it. They got grips. Dude, they got some nice, soft grips. I'm a half waffle soft guy. Greatest grips ever. Go check them out. The race cut grips. Come on. I am an SX Race Evo and Fusion guy. So go check them out. ProTaper.com. And if you guys are wondering about handlebar dimensions, go to KeeferInkTesting.com. There's a complete article on which handlebar dimension is best for your bike. Go search around. It's a fun article. Keyfring testing, it's a great place to do it. You know what else is? ProTaper. ProTaper.com. Maybe you're at home or in the car and you listen to the Kiefer Tested Podcast. Maybe you already own a home. Maybe you're looking to purchase. You know what? Rates are down, so maybe you should try refinancing now. I know Heather and I just did. You can pull cash out, debt consolidation, or... Maybe you just need some credit score advice. Deal with a professional that has been in the business for 25 years, dude. And this guy rides. He's a good dude. Zach Morris. No, not Saved by the Bell, Zach Morris. 
He's licensed in California, Nevada, and Colorado. You can call or text Zach at Plum Creek Funding, 720-212-4685. you guys have any questions about Zach, hit me up, chris at keferinktesting.com, or just simply text him yourself, 720-212-4685. Plum Creek Funding, Zach Morris, hit him up. Thank you for listening. We are back. Yamaha 2021 talk. And, of course, the ripped, the very ripped, Travis Preston. Uh, Two strokes. Yamaha still on the forefront of making them. Yeah. Uh, KTM, Husqvarna, Yamaha. If you want to get a two-stroke, those are your only options right now. But Yamaha hasn't changed their two-stroke models in quite some time. Okay. But for me, when I ride, and I do this back-to-back all the time, it's still good, man. Why is he 125? Why is he 250? Just fun, great, solid machines. And I see you at Glen Helen riding two-stroke still. What is going on? Well, yeah, you know, I think it's good. Uh, GYTR, they, they still want to, you know, make performance parts for those bikes and, you know, develop the bikes so the customer can just go to a dealer and buy something that you can put on the bike and you know it's going to work. And so, yeah, we've been doing stuff like that for, for the two-strokes. Yeah, so GYTR is Yamaha's parts and accessories division, what they call YPAD. Um, I, had, I worked for YPAD for six years when I was there back in the day. And, man, Yamaha offers a lot of accessories. And I just did a GYTR test on the 250 and the 450. There's no other manufacturer that makes OEM accessories for those models that are engine-related. You can't go buy an engine kit for a KTM. You can't do it. And I think the thing is, too, is like we have strict durability standards. Yes. So not only are we making more horsepower, we're also making sure that that bike's going to stay together. And I think that's the customer's number one concern is, yeah, yes. you, you're going to get more power, but is that thing going to hold together at Loretta's? Right. And that's what I feel like why GYTR has been so successful is because of those high durability standards and the high performance standards. Uh, I will concur with that because when I was there, I would be durability testing for GYTR in the summer. And we would have to put, when I was there, we'd have to go off of kilometers. I, I think it's 1,000. Okay. I, yes, it was. It was 1,000 or 1,500 at time on certain things. So if you guys can put that into perspective of motos and, and time on the track, that is a shit ton of hours for uh, a head. Look, let's, let's, let's paint this picture. GYTR YZ450F. You can go to racerxonline.com and watch that video. But it changes the whole character of the machine. It makes the chassis better. It, it gives you freedom to run third gear, be lazier. It's not going to rip your arms out. It's actually a truly better machine with GYTR parts. And what's cool, and I guess I'm, I sound like the salesman here, but no shit. If you're going to rebuild your YZ, it's almost as inexpensive Yeah, it is going to the OEM parts. You get a complete head, valves, and Put everything together. are already installed. Yeah, you just drop it in. Yeah. Um, piston, all of that. So Cams. Cool that GYTR is not only doing four-stroke stuff, but they're also doing two-strokes. I, I guess I'm not that familiar with it. I don't know if you can talk about that with here. What does GYTR make for two-strokes? Are they coming out with new stuff? 
new things for the YZ125 and the YZ250? I mean, yeah, we're 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 working on things right now. Okay. So yeah, I'm 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 hoping down the road that there's going to be some some good stuff. So for those of you guys bitching at me about development and KTM's, you know, has this and that, at least Yamaha has a accessory division that is helping the product along and gets you guys a little bit more power as well as handling and accessories and all that stuff. So um, to talk a little bit about the YZ125, Aiden, my son is racing one at Loretta's in the 125 C class. I had him do a little shootout here, Travis. I had a KTM 125 and a YZ125, and he rode him back to back. And when he first hopped on the KT- KTM 125, he was in love. He was like, oh, this thing's so fast. It's fun to ride. And then I got the YZ125, and he was like, you know what? It doesn't feel as fast, but I feel faster on it. And... That has something to do with the good old KYB SSS <laughs> stuff, right? I think you can agree what Yamaha has a little bit more bottom end than a KTM. Yeah. And the KTM has more over rev and top end. Would you concur? Yeah. Um, so I think for my nervous novice kid, he could just kind of put it where he wanted to and still have that bottom end because he's maybe not that great at times in corners. So... That's what we're racing at Loretta's. I have Chad at XPR building aid in the YZ125. Pipe and silencer, a little bit of head work. They don't need much. Don't need much. And and a um, moto tessinary. Yeah, those are super important. Yeah, V-Force. You've got to put those on two strokes. So V-Force helps it rev out a little bit more, more top in, and uh, off of the races we go. So YZ125, even though maybe not as updated as the KTM 125, still... Very relevant and easy for these young kids to ride. And as you guys know, look, I'm not a two-stroke guy. Never have been. I raced them. So did you. You won your championship on a 125. They're not as good as I remember. I'm like, it was like, ah, two strokes, two strokes. I'm like, dude, four strokes, easy to ride. I can be lazy, whatever. But recently I just rode a two-stroke and probably had the most fun I've had in a long time. Just because it's light easy to ride um yeah it doesn't have the traction of a four-stroke but man it's just fun and lightweight feel do you still have fun riding a two-stroke yeah i i do but i'm kind of torn because you know I, was, I haven't been riding for a couple months and then i just recently started riding again and i started on a 125 you know let's let's start slow right so well, that's right yeah you just got back into it yeah i just got back into it so i feel like i was having a blast ripping i wasn't getting tired well, Glen Helen came around 4.30. Ugh. The track was crappy. Hammered. And it takes a lot of effort to ride a 125 when it gets crappy outside. It's more shifting. It's clutching. you got to have line selection. So I leave Glen Helen, and then the next time I ride again, I ride a 4.50. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, I, I'm, I'm a four-stroke guy. I yeah. got on that 4.50, and you just have power when you need it. Yeah. You can change your line, cut this corner a little tight, roll it on, throttle control, cornering, traction, planted, suspension. Yeah, I, I just have a blast on a 450. Yeah, I, now you know, I'm not in shape, but I just tone it down. Right. Just don't grab a handful exiting the corner and hit my lines. Dude, I had a blast. Look at, and this, this is not about, this podcast is not about Travis, but if you see Travis on the, you know, out in the track, he doesn't want to race anymore. We've talked about this. <laughs> We don't want to. We don't want to uh, measure, you know, units anymore. 
No, I'm done. We just yeah. want to ride dirt bikes, have fun. If you see a Preston jersey, don't worry about it. Just know I'm going to pull over for you. Just going to pull I'm over. I'm just going to wave, you, wave by. you by. Wave you by. No need to race anymore. He's out testing. He's working. He's yeah. a working man now. So just know that Travis is mellowed out. He's getting a little older. But I'm happy. I'm are, you hap- ha- are you really happy? I'm though? happy riding that way. Like I, I found it just it took a while just to soak that in because you know Stevie. Right. Stevie's twenty seven or whatever. Just, he's like, just let's race, yeah. let's go every day, let's go hard. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, no, like I want to go work out after work, do different things. You've been there, done that. Yeah. That's- so I said, you know what? I pass the baton to Stevie <laughs> and you can go fast, Stevie. Try to keep up with Villo. Go uh-huh. ahead. But I still want to hit my lines good. I want to hit a smooth corner. Okay. You know, but I'm just not going to grab handfuls coming out of the corner, and right. I'm not going to rush into the corner. Right. Let's talk about cornering real quick before we move on to one last subject before we get off of here. The Yamaha gets a bad rap, dude. And coming from me, like, the Yamaha gets a bad rap for cornering. Like, it doesn't corner. It doesn't corner. And, man, I ride all these bikes. Dude, it's not... It's not the best, but it sure as hell isn't the worst cornering motorcycle, man. Like, you set the sag, the fork height is stock, and to me, it follows the rut fine. It may be a little bit heavier on leaning, but man, it tracks fine to me. I mean, would you agree? Yeah, I I, I agree. It's it it's not the quickest turning, right? But God, it is consistent. Yeah, I know what I'm gonna get. When I corner that bike, and especially in in long ruts, a long, nice rut, like the layover balance of the Yamaha is really well. When I get it into the corner, my foot is out. I stay in that rut, and there's not a lot of me moving the bike around. On some other bikes, yeah, I can get it into that rut area one of the corner pretty good right but then as the corner goes it's like i'm having to adjust my body i'm having to move around on the bike to keep the bike in the rut Mm -hmm. so you know i think a lot of it is rider preference we call it what cornering stability yeah has a lot of that um so yeah i think it does get a bad rap at times like oh man i'm gonna get yama does a corner kefir dude it it corners good because for me it gets into the corner like the straightaway leading into it much better more planted than let's say a honda the honda will scare you to death coming into the corner but then once you're in the corner you're like oh man things light feels good but for me everything is before that that predicts that corner yeah so what you can lean it in and gas it in the corner and then you got the next straightaway to fight it you know I, the yamaha you're not fighting it and another thing i noticed and i rode these ktm and the yamaha back to back for whatever reason and i don't know you can't whip, but <laughs> I can whip the Yamaha so much easier than like a KTM. And I always thought maybe it's the engine, the way the engine is inside the, the cradle. But it just, I can really carve up a lip and lay it over way easier than I can a KTM. And the KTM is a lighter bike. So it's just, yeah, that could be something with engine character. Yeah. So if you guys are worried about weight, I understand that's the new thing right now. There's a couple new things out there. Hydraulic clutch. And weight. Everyone freaks out on that stuff. Yes, it does matter to a certain extent, but with weight comes stability. And if the weight is properly dispersed around the frame, you don't notice it as much as if you look on the paper like, oh, Yamaha's 248 pounds. Oh, the KTM's 238 or whatever it is full. Look at it. When when you're riding a motorcycle... And you're laying it over and it feels fine. Stop complaining. 
Like, I understand there's weight, but, I mean, come on. That's how I test a guy, you know, like if I see somebody and they think they're a test rider or something, I'll start asking them questions. Yeah. And one of the first questions I ask them is, so how does a Honda feel to you? Oh, Honda feels heavy. It's heavy. You're like, and I'm like, come on, bro. It's some people just look at the numbers. Right. And what makes a motorcycle good is rider feeling. Yes. Just because it looks good on the dyno doesn't mean it's going to feel good on the track. Right. Just because the numbers are low uh, for the weight doesn't mean it's going to handle that way. So, you know, I think that's what's great about it is, yes, the numbers do mean something. Right. But the number one thing that's important in testing is rider yeah. feeling. Yeah, same as I've, I preach this, dynos. I mean, yeah, you need them. It's a tool. But it's not the end-all, be-all of everything. You know, a Yamaha comes out in 2021. Someone makes a, a muffler for it, and everyone goes and buys it. It could be worse. The dyno says, oh, I got an extra horse. But it feels like dog shit out on the track. So take it for what it's worth. Use it as a tool. But just know your human dyno, when you're on the track, that's the most important piece. You know, so just know that. To piggyback off of what you just said, did you ever think you would be a test rider? No, I never thought I'd be. I mean, were you a good tester when you were racing? I remember when I started at Honda, that's when I really struggled. My first year at Factory Honda, um, you have all of these people just staring at you, and it's just you, and they're, like, expecting an answer. And, yeah, that was really hard for me. Um, I I think, actually, there's guys like Michael Byrne who I think picked it up a little bit faster than I did. Mm Mm-hmm. And I learned a lot from Michael Byrne, I think, Factory Connection years. He came up with a lot of good settings then. And then it, it, it was a slow process for me. I think I was a little bit of a slow learner. And then, um, yeah, Steve Butler, just when I got a Yamaha, just was super patient and just kept teaching and teaching. And, and it's like an evolution. You keep growing and learning and growing, and that's what keeps it fun. Do you think testing and being aware of your motorcycle or the motorcycle has made you a better rider? Yeah, it, it did. Yeah, it did. Because I, I was more in tune with what the bike was doing, and I was more in tune with the, what I was doing. If I made a mistake in a corner, mm-hmm. I'd be like, okay, what did I do wrong? Did I come in too fast? Was I not looking ahead? You know, um, was I on the brakes too long? So you just made you aware of everything. Yeah, right? and, I, yeah. And, and I kept analyzing my situation when I was riding as I was analyzing the bike. Right. Now I think as I got – now I think I'm more of a test rider than I am – you know, like a racer guy. So now I feel like my skill or how I look on the bike has suffered in the last couple of years because now I'm just fully focused on how does the suspension feel? How does the power feel? You know, is it engine braking? What's it doing? Right. And then as I'm riding, I'm thinking about, okay, how are we going to fix it? What are we going to do to fix it? Right. So your, your mind is constantly working. But to that, that's why I love going on the track on the weekends. Okay. Like if I can go to the track and just ride right. and not have to fill out paperwork think, not think. and answer mm. questions, dude, it is so fun to go ride Gosh. and then just sit in a chair and just talk shit. Don't have to <laughs> fill out a form. That is the truth, man, because those days are so few and far between for me. I, I, I don't know. Like it, just riding is so much fun. And I and don't get me wrong, I love test riding. It gets me going. Like I love thinking, I love making stuff better. But there's something about, hey, I'm just gonna go ride with my friends and put motos down and then that's it. So it's it it's hard for me to do that at times, but when I get to do it, man, I can appreciate it so much. And I'm like and I look at these guys on the weekend out here on Saturdays and 
Or I go to Glen Helen on the Thursdays and it's 6 p.m. And these dudes are just ripping around. Steve and I talked about this. It's 6 o'clock. There was a whole other batch of people yeah. coming to Glen Helen that are just on older bikes, different crowds. It's a whole different crowd versus the morning crowd. The morning crowd is the serious, got yeah. a train racer guy, and then you have the six o'clock after work hour. That's like cr- the vet guy. They they have their own business. They can get off at three o'clock. They're just they're having a good time. They're chilling out, enjoying their motorcycles. So, yeah, it's cool. I just never thought growing up, we grew up in the same area. I never thought you'd be a test guy. So it's cool to see. And of course, you guys got you have so many quality people to learn from at Yamaha, and I. I learned a shit ton from Ed Scheidler when he was there, and then Doug. Doug, you know, I just, I was a sponge around Doug all the time. Like, I just soaked up what he said, his wording, and he he knew a lot of stuff that I wanted to learn to make myself better, so... Yeah, I you know, I, maybe the, the, the COVID sucks now, but I think for the motorcycle industry, I think it's been good. Yeah. And I'm seeing a lot of new people at the tracks. You, you can tell when somebody's new. Right. And you're seeing new people out on new bikes, learning a new sport. So hopefully it can just continue, continue growing. to grow. Last thing, we talked about this before we started the podcast. The Monster Energy Racing Yamaha Edition. Just plastic, color scheme, nothing else done to it. It is just a second color. Some people thought or think that it was going to be a factory edition just because maybe it looks like the race bike. Uh-huh. But it's just a second color like we've always done for many years. Okay. Yeah. Um, so black and blue colorway with the M-claw on the side. You look like the factory, you know, Justin Barsha and Plessinger edition. But still have the same suspension settings, yep. same muffler, same everything. It's a couple hundred bucks more just for the plastic changes. That's it. It's right. just a second color. All right. So 2021 Yamahas. The 450 is pretty much it's out now. I know some guys are uh, picking some up next week. 250 will be in dealerships in September. You can always hit me up, Chris, at KieferInkTesting.com. If you guys got questions about the Yamahas or any other bikes for that matter, I am happy to help. That's why we built this sucker. Travis? Yeah, also, you know, because I, I want to give you more work. Uh, I think it's really what you're doing, other people are doing, has elevated the motorcycle. I think the performance is becoming better and better. So, yeah, if you're a customer, reaching out to people like you, mm-hmm. telling stories, asking questions, and then guess what you do? You come and bitch to me. Right. And then that will bleed down into new bike development which continues to make things even better. I am your liaison, okay, people? No, you cannot get a hold of Travis. No, you cannot <laughs> get a hold of Yamaha. Don't ask me for their information. But if you have a legit you know, question that I feel like is legit, I mean, or you have a gripe or something's going on, you know, maybe something happened to your bike that we want to know about it. I want to know about it. I for try one. to get back to people. Yeah. And, and I feel like I'm, I'm doing better, but yeah. But, it, dude, it, you it, can't it, do it on a DM. I'm sorry. It just becomes a lot. It's, it's, it's not good. Like, I give my email out all the time, and people DM me questions. Like, stop it. I don't – I'm not going through my DMs and answering this whole paragraph of things. Like, I think people just go through through my DMs because they don't know any other way. Right, to get you know, a hold of you. Like, you actually have an email. My right. email's not out there. I built my business to help you guys. So hit me up at my email, chris at keyforinktesting.com. And if you have some stuff you need to get off your chest – I will try to help you. And again, I think, yeah, to your credit, I do. like you're not Bike even... and woman problems. Yes, I do. 
Because that's what you want the podcast to really be look, about. Steve tells me all the time, Chris, you should be an armadillo. You should just curl up into a ball and don't answer these people. And I go, look, I'm just not that way, Steve. I'm not built that way. I like helping people. So, yes, after dark, motorcycles, <laughs> relationships, I like it all. I just that's, – that's just me. Sorry. But specifically, motorcycle questions, I'm all about. I'm here to help you guys. And not even for the Yamahas, man. I do it for Kawasaki's, all the brands, no problem. You guys got questions. I'm here to help. Just because Travis is here, I don't care. I like other brands of motorcycles as well. Well, I mean, you you bro down with Andy. I love I love yeah. Husqvarna's. I bought one. Yeah. Uh, KTM. I'm riding the crap out of it. You give me shit, but uh, I ride it. I love it. Hey, and you know what? Next year's Honda. No, I give you shit because I feel like you mess it up. Oh, I do. You say I rode person. your bike and you're like, hey, come ride this bike. And and I'm like, well, is it stock? You're like, no, I did this. I did this and this. And then the performance I didn't like. Oh, because you know what? You're an OEM guy now. You're just like what Scheidler used to tell me. Oh, stock is best. Stock is best. Which I will say on a Yamaha's case, a lot of times that's true. You got to slowly build it up. Ride the bike first. Yes. Then do the suspension. Yes. You know, and then, yeah, motor-wise, on a 450, yeah, you don't need to do a lot. You don't, yeah. Sometimes but. I have an ignition on a, on my Yamaha, not because I want more power, because I just want to alter it more than the Yamaha app gives. And the Yamaha app does a wide, dude, a wide range, right? Yeah, it does. Well, don't complain to me when you change it, and then your bike's not running right. I, I don't. I'm just letting okay. you know I can really broaden the power. I, I preach vortex ignitions all the time on this podcast because it's you have a big, wide parameters on that ignition. So I've been working on that on the Yamaha, and I found really good settings. You haven't ridden it because you've been injured. But just, just know, after Loretta's, you're going to work. Okay, I'm ready. I'll be you're ready. You're going to ride my bike. You're going to feel it. You're going to be like, oh. Just, oh. just give me the best setting. That, I, you'll have it. Okay. And then I want to see you not shred and just go to work because you're not shredding anymore, no. right? It'll be smooth, flowy. Just test ride easy. guy. Yeah. Test ride guy. Yeah. That's Travis Preston, everybody. So thank you guys for joining me. Don't forget to support the advertisers on this podcast. They keep us up and moving along, get you guys the information out there. I appreciate it. I'm going to be taking about two weeks off because I'm going Loretta's. You know what I like? What? Is so if a person supports you, yes. guess where your money goes anyways? Right back to the <laughs> Just right back here. <laughs> your money goes right back into the support. I don't do anything. I know. Dude, I literally, and you know this about I know. me, I don't do nothing. I work. I ride dirt bikes. We we ride bicycles and run, and but I, I, don't, I don't do anything. So it's going back into this project, which is Kiefer Inc. testing. Yeah. So buy, buy Aiden bikes. That's mom. That's A and H out there in the pool. That's what she's doing. A, I would have been sorry, bro. I You're, love to see that go down. She came right back from the track and she hopped in that truck to go buy that bike. I mean, straight peeling out of the driveway. She was here three and a half minutes from the van parked into the driveway, out of the driveway to the dealership, pulling in with a new Honda for Aiden. I would have said, sorry, bro. And she was back here within the hour. That's what I How do you buy a motorcycle in one hour? That's what I texted her and go, how's it going? I I was driving, like pulling up to the house and a mile to go. How's it going? I pull up to the house. She's there in the driveway. (laughs) I know. I was like, did you get the bike or just come home? I'm just like, yeah, it's amazing. So Aiden, you would have had 
a 50-hour motorcycle race in Loretta's, but mom saved your ass. So that's what your money is doing. You're helping support the sport. That's right there. Travis, thank you for joining me. You can go in the pool now and enjoy yourself with your lovely lady. My wife is out there. So um, you guys go check. What is Yamaha's website? Because it was Yamaha-Motor.com. Yeah. Is that it? Yeah, that's it. You okay. got it. Why would we change I it? thought it was different. I went on there one time, and it directed me to a different uh, URL. Oh, that's what I go on at work. Okay. Yamaha-Motor.com. Go check the 2021 motorcycles. We'll be testing the 450 here very shortly. Yes, it'll be a revisit, but don't worry. I'm going to come up with something different for y'all. And then when I get back from Loretta's, hopefully we'll have a YZ250F to talk about. Go to racerxonline.com and racerxfilms or pulpmx.com. There's so many ways to get information over here, Trav. Three different ways. It's a good time. Videos, articles. You got options, podcasts. podcasts. Yeah. Everything. I don't want to read. You don't. I want to listen while I'm driving. And, and at work. And at work, yeah. But I, I tune it out at work. When I'm driving, I really listen. So work is background noise. Background noise, yeah. Okay. Thank you guys for joining me. See you next. Oh, no. We'll see you in three weeks. See ya.